This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. It's week two where we're trying to do this at a distance. We'll mm-hmm. see if it works again. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, Did you get any I, feedback from last week's episode? None whatsoever. Perfect. I assume that means everything was perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get right into this with you because I have some stories that I just really, really want to uh, talk to you about. Okay. Um, the first one that I wanted to bring up is the story that happened in Nebraska that got virtually no attention because it has nothing to do with the pandemic. But it, Wait, are we going to talk about a non-pandemic story? I know, yeah. Unprecedented. Um, yes, and it's the weirdest story for so many reasons. So let me give you some background here. Uh, Nebraska, for people who don't remember from, like, high school, Nebraska is the one that's a unicameral legislature. Everybody's a senator in their state legislature so they have elections for like half the senate every two years this is one of those years not to be the dunce on the show but did you say unicameral yeah so no house and senate it's just Just all senate all the time so this is a year where they're gonna have senate elections for half Uh the people in the chamber okay and there happens in district one in Nebraska, one of many districts, the current representative, the Senator is a Republican named Julie Slama. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. The point is she's a Republican and the current governor of the state who's also Republican backs her. So you would think this is a pretty safe seat for that representative. Okay. But in the primary, and they do one of these, like, everybody can run in the primary, top two make it to the November ballot. Mm -hmm. In the primary, there's another woman running who's also a Republican who's basically trying to unseat a fellow Republican. This person is Janet Palmtag. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, it's like, all right, it's two Republicans. Pick your poison. I don't like any of their politics. But here's the fun part. You have the sitting senator who is liked by the governor has uh-huh. has kind of that incumbent status uh-huh. you have this newcomer Janet Palmtag who is who is the unknown quantity here like if you're the Republican party i would think it's well i have someone i already know sure, like her situation. devil you know versus the devil you don't right so recently the Nebraska Republican party sent out a mailer and they posted a radio ad basically trashing this newcomer janet palm tag which is a little weird like just just have your primary and then you know whatever you do in the general election Mm -hmm. but here's the backstory now janet palm tag when she like months ago there was a state corrections director who got a huge raise by the governor he now makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year Damn. Yes. And one of the most liberal senators, Ernie Chambers, who is a uh, non-religious state senator, one of the more famous ones of those as well, said uh-huh. that was a bad idea. Right. He okay. he said the raise was obscene. It's immoral, partly because the prisons are poorly run. They're overcrowded. Yeah. They don't have staffers. So why is this guy getting a raise? Ernie Chambers said, I want his $50,000 whatever bonus, like get rid of that and take it out of the governor's budget. So that's Ernie Chambers for you. And what did Janet Palmtag, this challenger, what did she say? She said, yeah, I agree. 
That's like that guy should not be making that much money, which also sounds like a thing Republicans say, like smaller government. I don't want the government corruption here. Yeah. So anyway, that's what she said in the past. Not that big of a deal to me. It seems like something a lot of people would get on board with. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the Republican Party is coming after her. What did they do with this mailer? One, they said she agrees with the liberals in Lincoln. It's like, well, it's not, the worst thing you can say about somebody. <laughs> not really. I mean, she agreed that the guy shouldn't get paid a quarter million dollars a year for being bad at his job. Right. So right. whatever. That's a stupid smear, but that's that's the sort of smear you're used to seeing. Sure. But wait, Ernie Chambers, like I said, he's notoriously not religious. He doesn't use the label atheist, but he is not religious. In 2007, Ernie Chambers sued God. <laughs> He sued God to make a point about frivolous lawsuits about how anybody can sue anybody. And if I have this right, one of the jokes about this is that the judge tossed out the lawsuit because they could not issue a summons to God because there was no address. (laughs) Um, Which (laughs) I just looked him up. We saw him speak. He was at the American Human uh, Humanist Association conference a few years back. Yeah, he yeah, got an award. From I remember them. seeing him. I was in the room when he, we were doing some interviews. Yes, the night the day we interviewed Julie Sweeney, among yes. others, which is very exciting for me. And I remember we watched him talk, and I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know if I want to interview him because he is extremely smart, and I find him extremely <laughs> intimidating. And I don't want to like, I don't need that heat right now. <laughs> Right. I mean, he is. He's been he's, I think, the if not the longest serving uh, state senator in Nebraska's history. One of these guys who is he's been in the seat forever. He got term limited out. And then the next chance he got, he ran again and they voted him right back in. Like, he's amazing. So anyway, Ernie Chambers sued God in 2007. Don't worry. This is all coming together in a moment. So this mailer sent out by the Nebraska GOP has a picture of Janet Palmtag, the challenger, mm-hmm. and a picture of Ernie Chambers, who's not right. even part of the party. And they're smooching. No. And under Ernie Chambers, it said, Senator Ernie Chambers tried to sue God. Then next to him is a picture of Janet Palmtag. And then in quotation marks, I've got to agree with Ernie on this. Referring to the corrections officer getting that crazy paycheck, nothing to do with God, but it just says this guy tried to sue God. Then her saying, I've got to agree with Ernie on this. They're trying to make her out to be an atheist That's by in- tying her with him in the loosest possible way. That is fucking incredible. Incredible. Man, that's like gutter politics from that's a garbage so party. Good. By the way, she's Catholic and pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, and none of that matters to these people at oh, all. God, absolutely not. That's just the weirdest thing. By the way, I reached I reached out to her to see if she had anything to say, and I think she figured out who I was, so she didn't say a damn thing to me. <laughs> but like, here's what I didn't like. Uh, She responded to a newspaper. She responded about this ad and she said, people that know me know I'm pro-life. They know I'm pro-Second Amendment. More than anything, people know that I'm not an atheist. I'm a Catholic. It's like (laughs) you you could have just said, I'm not an atheist. I don't know what they're trying to do here. Like and by the way, even if I was, so what? I'm running to represent everybody. But no, she's like, no, no, no. I want to throw on atheists under the bus too. I'm a Republican, damn it. Which <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Jesus. But anyway, 
that story, which again, there's other stuff going on in the news. It's not getting any attention, but it's man, they're trying to link her. To that is a damn bananas story. Oh, yeah. do you have a do you have like an image of that mailer? I I'll post it on our okay. show notes. But man, hilarious and That's also really angering, but also mm. I would say primarily funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. what else we got? Is there anything um, else happening this week? Nothing else happening this week. No, I have another non-COVID story. All right, let's do that one. Okay, do you remember our close personal friends, the uh, One Million Moms? I, I have heard of the mom, <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, people are dying. Trump is telling people to inject bleach in their veins or whatever. Right, right. But the, so these moms are really riled up, and they're really fighting the good fight. And they are mad because the cartoon reboot DuckTales has two gay dads. (laughs) What? Can you believe it? I got this email from them and it has a picture where it's like, it's not even one of the three like Huey, Dewey, Louie. It's none of them. It's Mm -mm. like their gal pal friend whose two dads showed up in an image for like a Violet Hammett. Have some respect. Violet. I haven't seen the reboot. Um, And apparently violet says to her friend uh or maybe i'm wrong uh i don't know who says what but someone refers to the dad or the her stepsister as like my sister from a couple of misters yeah which i never heard before but i love that uh it's uh so this is um the first episode of season three um violet's dads have adopted her best friend lena and violet says that she's my sister from a couple of misters, which is agreed. Got it. Yes. Adorable. Um, they share the same name. Ooh, that okay. <laughs> Whatever, that's fine with me. Um, and they both wear a t-shirt saying, I'm with dad with arrows pointing at each other, <laughs> which is fucking adorable. Um, oh, I just realized I'm reading their press release and this is supposed to all be bad. <laughs> oh, right, right. I'm looking at it too, and it says that there is no denying their romantic relationship. It is extremely, extremely apparent, apparent that they are a couple, which, if I have this right now, they've gotten mad at two rats getting married on right. Arthur, and now they're mad about two cartoon ducks. Mm-hmm. They, um, they're really, you know, history's going to remember them fondly. Um, <laughs> another part of the letter reads, um, I do not agree with the LGBTQ agenda you are forcing on families and children in the reboot series DuckTales. My family <laughs> will not watch DuckTales nor support your company, which is Disney. So fine. <laughs> as long yeah. as the network veers away from fam- family-friendly entertainment, I will encourage my friends to do the same. <laughs> oh, my Sorry, God. I was choked on that one. Um I don't Thank like you. listen, I do believe that like boycotting companies is good and if it's what you believe in, like <laughs> like do you know, do your work. But I don't know, the the prospect of saying like me and my three friends aren't gonna watch Disney until you agree with us. <laughs> it's like <laughs> All right, Disney plus subscriptions are down to like fifteen half right. and fifteen and a half million. Great. I, would, I, I think it would be funny if they're like, I'm not going to pay for Disney Plus, but I'm going to use my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they would do if there was an episode where these two dads were like featured in a cartoon hell. Would that be OK with them or would the existence of that relationship still be too much? Because, again, they didn't say anything gay. They wore their shirts saying I'm with dad. Yes, they're in a relationship, but they're <laughs> mad about the existence of gay people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And again, well, I know we've we've that, said this before, but like if they're mad about anything violating God's intended design, they should be mad about talking ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um this I'm going to go ahead and say this feels pretty low stakes. Do you think <laughs> if they um drew the ducks cuz let's be clear it isn't animated film about talking ducks if they give them like little devil horns <laughs> do you mm, think that would right? be that would be like in line with with their or like a that would tail? be funnier the guy who uh executive produces this show says he actually put the characters in there on purpose because you know he wishes he could do more but you know it's to disney own to own the, to, <laughs> to own the other side really he right. said <laughs> the characters do not play a huge role in the story thus far they just exist in this episode right. But I'm very curious, like, if these if you're going to do that, you might as well go all the way. Make them interracial. Have them say, like, I don't know. Interracial. One of them's a mailard and one of them's like a Canadian goose. Yes. I couldn't even kind of. Let's see how long it takes for that to go over their heads. And then they realize that is, I think, Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the mom. The mom said they were mad that the producer was indoctrinating children by exposing them to homosexual relationships through a facade of normalcy. The facade. It's so bad. It's They're so mad. I, just, I don't know why. There's something I really find charming definitely isn't the right word, but like this picture that people have of these kind of people have of like, what gay families look like. It's this like weird, I don't know, like sexcapade, whatever, like always pushing things on other people. And like, I don't know, I was FaceTiming Lee and Amanda the other day and they were, well, they weren't being weird. Leah did make a little baby Bjorn for their dog, but I think that was more about being bored <laughs> than their lesbianism. Yeah. <laughs> like they're wearing, these ducks are wearing two matching shirts. Like that's yeah. about as exciting as I think these characters get. They're they're hardly going to the orgies that appear in like conservative Christian fantasies of what gay relationships are like. Yeah, it's um, it. I mean, it always is dumb and petty, but like in this particular moment that we're living in, it feels <laughs> when there's so... nothing to do but watch TV. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You would think they could at least get mad about the wealth and equality of Uncle Scrooge no, diving no, into a money no, bin. No. But no, that's no, never no. going to be an issue for them. God. <laughs> Here's a totally <sighs> I'll give you one more that's not COVID related. Uh, this is also from a Christian mom. This is from Lori Alexander, the quote unquote transformed wife, like oh, who I basically is the quintessential fundy Christian mom who thinks her husband owns her. But they're mm-hmm. equal. But he owns her. Yeah. Um, but she was saying she was talking to some of her girlfriends and she was saying uh, they were talking about how all dates, first dates should. I mean, if you're going on a date, it should only lead to marriage. And the here's what she was getting at. If you're going out with someone, it has to lead to marriage. And you should figure out right up front if your values are on the same page. Which, okay, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you could hold off and figure it out soon enough. But I think sure, the thing you about, wanna... like, everything's destined for marriage is maybe not at all accurate or true. But, like, yeah, figure out if this person has your values. Unless you just, like, 
want to have casual sex, in which case you can do that. Don't, as long no, as you're on the same any page. Republicans <laughs> cannot stress this enough. But here's the best part. She said, uh, I think she's posting this from a list on her little private listserv, but she posted. She's like, these are the questions uh, that you should ask right away when you meet somebody. Ooh, good. Yes. We have like good first date tips. According to is this on the first date or is this like prior to the first date? On the first date, this is what a woman in her private fundy Christian circle said her future husband asked her on their first date. I'm so excited. I think as soon as the waiter took their orders and left, he's like, All right, I have some questions for you. (laughs) There's there's only a handful. Are you ready for this? Yes, yes, yes. Are you willing to uphold the teachings of the church and teach our children those teachings? Which implies you are going to have children right away. First question. Yes. Question. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I was just going to say my answer would have been no, but like, listen, (laughs) I don't think that man wanted to date me. Number two, will you never use birth control and allow God to bless us with as many or few children as he sees fit? First of all, that sentence construction is a mess. Yeah, I'm Will you never it. use birth control? It's a lot, like, just grammatically speaking. <laughs> um, wow. So if this will, I, I, here's what I always wonder about this birth control. What if someone thing. said that to you I on would, a first date? Damn it, I would flip the table and run <laughs> out of the restaurant. I'd bring my wine with me. Nice. Because <laughs> nice. I deserve it. No, that is a bananas and deeply personal thing to say to somebody you <laughs> ostensibly just met. I, just met. And my question with, with this kind of thing is always, uh, uh, do, like, I, I know they don't care. So let's get that out there. But, like, I know a lot of women who have been on birth control their whole lives because of cramps or hormonal issues or acne or things like, like, there's a litany of reasons that pe- that women go on birth control, like, to balance out their hormones because, like, Hormones are a fucking monster. Um, so I always wonder, well, I guess, I guess. Yeah, they clearly, this woman. Like fucking grin and bear it. Like, yeah, yuck. they don't seem to know that birth control can be used for anything except that. Question three. <laughs> Question three. Are you willing to stay home and raise children and not have a career? In parentheses, I was in college at the time. Oof. Um, I don't know. Is he willing to make enough money to comfortably support a family of 42 like he apparently wants? <laughs> I believe that is the assumption, yes. Uh, number four, are we on four? Four, are you willing to homeschool our children, no, which absolutely not. is a given? I think every parent right now <laughs> is like, no homeschooling yes. ever, pay, ever. Pay ever, all ever, the ever, teachers ever, ever. whatever they want. Get them yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Number five, do you believe in dressing in the appropriate gender clothing? The appropriate, oh my God. To you, you know, to you. What, what I like about these questions is that it's such a journey from the beginning to the end. <laughs> <laughs> because when he said, will you dress? And I was like, modestly or something like that. But like, nope, not the he, issue. Does he not want me to wear like a t shirt? Is that no, like, no, absolutely. You should wear like 50s dresses. Like made huh. costumes, but like because you're actually doing housework at all times. What I would say to this man is, I haven't put on a non-sports bra in <laughs> maybe eight weeks. Yeah, 
then you <laughs> have failed his test. Exclusively an athleisure. We got three, three more for you. Okay. What do you think, which surprised me, the phrasing of that question, what do you think <laughs> is the ideal hierarchy of the household? Brother. I didn't even know there were options here. Yeah, I thought it was the umbrella with gonna... Jesus, the man, the mom, the kids. I've seen Something that. like that, yeah. That, that workbook thing that they give kids. Again, keep in mind, this is when the waiter just left the table. What is... <laughs> What is your view on intimacy before marriage? Good. Good? Yeah, Bad. no, not an acceptable answer, Emotional I don't think. Or I assume he means physical, right? I assume so, yeah. Oh, is she one of those weirdos who doesn't kiss before marriage? I'm almost positive, yes. Can I tell you, before this whole thing happened, my, my brother and his wife came out uh, to the suburbs and we we're having dinner at Red Lobster. No brag. They got us a <laughs> gift card for Mikey's birthday. Um, <laughs> and somehow this whole thing came up of like the sex before marriage thing. And I was like, oh, do you remember that weird TLC show that was on when I was in college? So like, oh, six, oh, seven. That was yeah. like, for like mar- first kisses, at, whatever. It's something about you're married before kissing. Okay. And there is one clip that has been burned into my brain. And you know when you like remember a thing and you're like, I bet it's not as weird or funny or dumb as I remember it. Was that like showing the first kiss at the wedding? It's at their wedding. It's them saying I do and then kissing. And then they just like smush their faces oh my together. And it's like, it makes my teeth hurt. Cause I feel like. They I just, feel like, as someone who them. I don't watch the shows, but I feel like I've seen that one because I think people were like, uh, you got to see this. Yeah, oh, it was a fucking shit. And, like, this is before things went viral easily, and this shit yeah. went viral. <laughs> anyway. I, again, um, I don't, I, that's not even a judgment if that's your thing. It's more of the implication that, no, 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 this is how we're going to do this. Yeah, um, I'm that's the issue here. Because it's very much like live your life, do what you want to do as long as it's yes. not affecting anybody, which obviously they blur that line a lot. But at the same time, like, imagine getting married, and you're a Christian getting married, so, like, divorces off the table and you have oh. sex for the first time and it's like and if it's everything is bad what are you gonna do it's gonna be like the yeah. first time two people having sex together is gonna be fucking terrible like there's yes. no two ways about it pun intended on <laughs> fucking terrible i got it i did it <laughs> this, this quarantine has my humorous senses <laughs> it told but it a like, long time ago Ooh. <laughs> By the way, the last question on this list is what is your what is your view on divorce? Oh, which is to say you can't have one (laughs) like you're it's not an option, I think, is what they're getting at. You know, what? so I never did. Did you do online dating? Is that how you met your wife? Yes. Um, So I never did online dating, but like there is something kind of appealing about like, okay, Cupid, when you just like fill out a questionnaire of like all sorts of shit, like. Oh man, that's really good to kind of we- like. I don't want to be in the yeah, you third could just date and find out a dude's like a red pill guy. Like, right? <laughs> what, what like was it really weird to me. me. The we've talked about the girl, dif- the girl defined sisters who are basically this but younger. Yes. But even and they have their own checklist that we have talked about on this show. But even they said you don't spring the crazy list on your partner until you know things are serious. Mm-hmm. But before you're going to get married, at that point, mm-hmm. sure, you want to make sure your values are the same. But they did not say do it the first date within three minutes. 
Um, and by the way, that anonymous woman that Lori Alexander was quoting, who gave her this list, said, after that, after we went through the questions, after that, we ate our meal and conversed about more lighthearted things, goals, favorite this and that. Like they did. Oh, are you OK with sex before marriage? No, no is the right answer. OK, what's your favorite TV show? Tell me about that. Like that was the order of conversation here. Um, I'm just sending you the link to that TLC thing. Okay. Um, or I can't because I don't know how to work Max because I'm an idiot, I guess. I just sent you a V, like a real boomer. All right. All right. I'll check this out afterwards okay. or whenever I get a chance. Uh, do you want to talk COVID stuff? Which stuff should we start from? I guess. I don't um, even you know You start anymore. because I'm trying to figure out your dumb computer. Excellent. This is uh, so today Trump uh all, spent all day trying to walk back his whole let's inject disinfectants into your Jesus body. Fucking Christ. One thing that people were wondering is like where do you even get a stupid idea like that? And the Guardian posted an article saying that a church that actually pushes like the bleach method has been in contact with the White House in recent days. According to the Archbishop Mark Grennan, uh, he said 30 of his supporters have also written to, in the past few days to Trump saying that their Genesis 2 church, which is the one that I believe said, if you drink bleach, it'll cure your kid's autism Sorry, or it's something. Genesis 2? In Roman numerals, yes. Like, That's I don't know. It's. It's just like a naming convention. Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing. Drink bleach is their motto or something. <laughs> um, but it's possible. I don't know how true this is. So I'm not telling you this as if it's true. But like this is what the reporting is. People from that crazy church have been in contact with the Trump administration. And it's possible that's where he picked up this idea that that could actually help. Even if he didn't. Even if he didn't get it from them, though, he didn't get it from a scientist, which is the problem. My so the last 24 hours has just been like a wall to wall coverage of Trump just being a literal idiot. And I think so far I have two favorite parts of this is conservatives saying <laughs> um, he didn't say drink it. He said <laughs> Which is the like? Wow, best. you owned me. That was good. Um, I want to read. You know how I love to troll uh, my local Facebook groups. Yes. So this one is, I think, let's talk Naperville or something. And she said, "This woman said, or maybe he's thinking outside the box. At least he's putting thoughts out there, sense filled oh or not. No different than any other human being thinking out a problem. Oh my god! They'll defend him over anything. Yikes! Oh. I can't, I can't, and I won't. Those press conferences are not brainstorming sessions. And if you're doing a brainstorming session, include someone who knows something. It's just, it's so bad. And then today when he said he was being sarcastic, it's like, even if that is true, which, like, we all know it's not true. He was just spit, but he just says anything that comes to mind because that's what he's done his entire life. And it never yeah. occurred to him that that's not an okay thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but like sorry it's just so stupid like this is the time for subtle sarcasm trump oh this my god no. i want to introduce us to your like 
You've never Incredible been funny. <laughs> You've never been funny in your life, and now you think you're the master of sarcasm. Interesting. Oh, God, it's you don't so even bad. smile. He doesn't even smile or no, laugh. I've never seen him smile. Yeah, and I don't want to. I bet it would be evil. <laughs> um, the comedian Kumail Nanjiani posted this. He's just so stupid. He's so breathtakingly stupid that the above statement is all it takes for every person reading this to know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, Kumail. Oh, my God. He's too good for this world. I can't believe he got, like, super cut and he's still funny. (laughs) It's not fair. I know. We all decided we had to pick when we were 20. You try being a brown guy. Oh, now I got to be compared to that? Oh, come on. Ooh, that's rough, bud. Not fair. Is that, I haven't seen you with the shirt off in a while. Is that, are you closer? No, not even. Is that just all brown dudes? It's, yeah, I'll spread that rumor. Go for it. (laughs) That <laughs> I uh, we you know we haven't talked about in forever Ark Encounters attendance but wait what? you're gonna like this one no, you're gonna like really? this one because I hate talking about Ark Encounter this it's one's worth so it I've skipped boring. it I've skipped it for you for many months now because whatever but this because month we we're got trying the... to make an entertaining show <laughs> let me tell you this last year last March they had seventy thousand four hundred sixty six people this March. This March, and that, that by the way, is, uh, it's not peak, but it's the beginning of the upswing because it's summer months, right? Sure. Because of COVID this year, this mm-hmm. March, 15,145. I mean, that plummeted. Wait, haven't they shut down? They did shut down middle of the month. Okay. Um, but the point is, like, man, they're dying right now. Listen, I do you feel bad as much as you the feel rest bad? No, 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 I don't feel bad, but I think it's hard to say anything about attendance numbers in the midst of a global pandemic, I guess. Is I what agree. I'm, I'm I'm not even saying anything other than they're going through what everyone's going through now. I wish that were the attendance on a regular year where there was no pandemic. Right. But I it's interesting now for me watching them scramble because yes, they furloughed employees, they did all the stuff that all the other businesses what are they scrambling were doing. about. And they just say, like, hey, a bunch of people died. Can we like <laughs> can you guys not scrutinize our books for like a fucking minute? Oh no, 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 no. Everyone's scrutinizing their books all the time and they should. Uh but it is I I also got a survey today from Ken Ham that like he's really trying to reopen the whole place again. And he's like if if we all had masks, would you come? If we had a lot of sanitizer everywhere, would that be enough for you? So I took the survey because whatever <laughs> you sent it to me, but and? I just found that interesting. Uh, I submitted it. That's all I got for you. Well, what uh, did you say? Would you be interested in going back? If I said uh, I would not be interested in going back, even oh. if you were wearing masks, because it's Ark Encounter. But they didn't give me a space to type that in, so I just said, "Nope, doesn't matter." Uh, okay, this one, this is legitimately going to make you mad. Uh, this is Liberty Council, Christian hate group. Uh, Matt Staver is the guy who basically runs the shop there. He was the attorney for Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk. He's Mm-mm. the attorney for Rodney Howard Brown in Tampa, the pastor who's like, oh, I'm still holding church in person until they arrested him, and now he's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty Council just announced that they are planning reopen church day on Sunday, May 3rd, like a week from now. May 3rd? May 3rd. And I'll I'll read this to you. Liberty Council is calling on all the, uh, on the churches to open 
and believers to start meeting again, like in person, on Sunday, May 3rd, which is being called Reopen Church Sunday. May 3rd is also the beginning of the National Day of Prayer Week, dot, dot, dot. And he adds, like, uh, look, these churches should include appropriate measures of sanitation and social distancing. Sure. Um, And he goes through a list of things they could do. Dottie knows this is bad. Sorry, she just put How a is... really cold nose on my back and it startled me. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes through like, here, you should take precautions. But again, yeah. the whole point is, no, no, no. If you bring together a church that is used to meeting every week, it's like opening up a high school right now. Oh, you, you know what the kids will do to each other. They're not going to stay six feet away. They're going to say hi. They're going to jump all over each other. Mm -hmm. Like if you open up a mega church that hasn't been open in a while, people are going to want to talk. They are going to bump into each other inadvertently or not. They are going Mm -hmm. to send the COVID through the air, even if they're trying to do it, because no one knows how to put on a mask. No one knows how to do anything properly. And this guy's whole thing is, no, as long as you take basic precautions, Let's all open up shop on Sunday, May 3rd. And he's like, we have to open to meet the burgeoning needs of the community. You know what communities need? Safety. He does not care. He doesn't care. May 3rd. Illinois is on lockdown through the end of May. And that's Mm -hmm. because our governor is playing it super safe. Like, don't leave your house until the end of May with some limitations. (laughs) Or some yeah. exemptions. This guy wants it back on May 3rd. And nothing. Like, because again, what are Republicans going to say? No to church? No, of course not. That's, oh boy, it's so bad. It ju- I just don't know what to do anymore. I don't know. It's just gotten really exhausting to for people to be just so fundamentally mistrusting of any anything any science scientists or smart people say it i don't know what to do about it anymore like how how is there a way short of it ravaging through like a church or a particular community and seeing the death toll it could take or the hospitalization that i can enforce on people is there anything short of that to make people wake up and say like it's not a big liberal conspiracy. Like no. the Democrats and the Chinese aren't working together to kill you, which is defo a thing I read online today. Yeah. Like it's yeah. right before we bananas. started taping this, did you see video of the protest in Wisconsin today? No, uh, the, what? Why? I know we've all seen videos of the protest from the mega people outside state. Yeah, with Capital their AR-15s. Yeah, um, this one was. Imagine if there was like a Springsteen concert in the state capitol and all you had to do was wait outside around the capitol this place was packed forget social distancing oh it was jam-packed like there was a concert happening so i mean and this is the same deal with churches which is how many people do you have to see sick or die before you figure out this isn't about like trying to keep you down and unfortunately again i This isn't even something I wish. I wish it would just happen to them, but it's not. It happens to all of us because these people are part of the community, but I don't want it to happen to them. They want it to happen to them and they don't even know it. Like, and these people who are egging them on are, I mean, again, if in a different world where it was more sensible, if 
you and me said the sorts of things these pastors are saying, like, yeah, there's a disease, but come on out, go Mm -hmm. meet. You know, they'd be like, they're trying to kill you. Yeah. But because it's the pastors, some of them saying it, it's like, yep, they're the man is trying to keep us down. And so ugh. Jesus. Here's That's here's fucking wild man. One brighter note, I guess, and maybe this will do it if the COVID warnings don't. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the National Association of Evangelicals, they released a survey this week saying that giving donations to churches have gone down a ton. And here's, I mean, that seems obvious because you're not meeting in person. But here's the numbers. About 9% of churches have lost 75% or more of their usual uh, donations. 22%, like one in five, have lost up to 50%. Mm -hmm. And about a third of them have lost at least 10 to 20%. That's a sizable chunk of churches Mm -hmm who are losing money. Only 8% said, yeah, it's gone up. I don't know why it's going up. And another quarter said it's about the same. Everyone else, so we're talking like two-thirds of the churches in the uh, evangelical world, have said Mm -hmm. we're losing money. And if they're losing money, at the very least, like that should be a sign that like, well, I don't know what that's a sign of. One, I don't know how some of these churches bounce back. They don't have a ton of money to start with. So what's going to happen? They won't be able to depending on how long this lasts, they won't be able to work. They won't be able to open back up, which take that as you will. But also there are a lot of good people who are suffering because of this. And again, this is not a conspiracy. This is happening to businesses everywhere, but also, you know what, if it gets rid of some churches that are spreading bad ideas, I, it's hard to feel bad except for the people who are affected by it. Yeah. It, like, there's nothing good that's kind of come up. Oh, that's not true. Like, best case scenario is that we re-examine what healthcare looks like as a country, which I think is optimistic of me at best, considering, like, Republicans are actively just trying to murder people. Yeah. They, this, if, I swear to fucking God, if Republicans ever use the term pro-life again, yeah. I am going to, like, bodily explode. Like, I... I have seen a couple of defenses saying like, no, no, no. When we mean pro-life, we are talking about fetuses. It doesn't apply to everyone. Clear enough. Once you're born, I do not give a fuck about you. Yeah. 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 Uh, While we're on that subject, let's talk about uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Fucking Dan Patrick. I swear to Christ. So this is the same guy who said a couple weeks ago that, old people are probably willing to die for the economy. <laughs> to, they can sacrifice themselves. To wit, my dad, my dad texts my, my siblings and I like, hey guys, just for the record, I'm <laughs> not going to die for, for the fucking economy. Nice. So what did um, he do now? So this time um, he, um, so he's talking about he wants to open Texas back up as a lot of states are talking about doing. In fact, uh, the mayor of Naperville started talking about, like, the, the city that we're both near started talking about trying to open back up, which, like, I don't know. I am I am two weeks to four weeks behind all y'all. So, like, do whatever you need to. <laughs> um, so, so far there have only, and only is, a, is doing a lot of work here, but uh, 495 deaths it's, uh, as of this past Monday. Um, 
And he said, quote, but 500 people out of 29 million and we're locked down and we're crushing the average worker. We're crushing small businesses. We're crushing the markets. We're crushing the country. When I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country for my children, my grandchildren, and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But man, have we got to take some risks to get back in the game and get this country back up and running. How does that make you feel, Hammond? I, he thinks that this won't affect his children and his grandchildren and the people who would be working to bring back the economy. Like, he seems to think the only people who are susceptible to COVID are old people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he brings himself in the mix. But, again, he's rich. He's going to be fine. Like, it's not going to affect them as much. And, again, when he says, I don't want to die, nobody wants to die but man, we've got to take some risks. He's not the one taking the risks, so he doesn't care. And he should care. It's his job to care. Like, that's what's stunning about all that to me. Um, You know what's funny is we've had two pieces of, like, pretty major media in the last, you know, five or so years that dealt with this idea of what if we suddenly lose a chunk of the population um, and it, it's, it's funny because I think people are, a lot of kind of economy minded people are really calloused to the idea of like economy above everything. If we don't have economy, we have nothing. Um, which I think is really, if we don't have capitalism, we have nothing, which is why I think capitalism is essentially a death <laughs> But that is a lecture for another time. What I'm saying now is. In the, have you seen the show The Leftovers? You don't watch TV. I, I, I know about? what you're talking about. Like two percent of the population goes away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, two percent of the population, so 140 million people, and it sort of examines the social and economic consequences of that. And it's the entire. Sh- I mean, obviously, it's- didn't realize it was a documentary. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like. We, we have examples in media of this kind of story being told uh, as of like, if even a quote unquote small percentage of the population just fucking vanishes, whether it's they got sick and died or they just like poofed away like they did in, in leftovers, like that is going to have enormous consequences for like us as human beings and us as an economy, because that's yeah. 3% fewer people who can participate and buy things and sell things and make things. The right. other one is, um, the Avengers movie, but that one was 50% of the people. So I think oh, right, that right. is a little bit of a stretch. However, I'm amazed by this idea that, okay, if we just open up like they're doing in Georgia today, if we just open up the economy, everything will like slowly get back to normal. Like, no, you're prolonging the pandemic and more well, people fuck. will get hurt. Like the thing why that's going on in Georgia is the shit they're opening up is the worst things they can open up. Nail salons, like uh, beauty salons, gyms, like shit where people are like all up on each other. Like, yeah, you can't do it from a distance. You cannot possibly do that shit from a distance. And it's like, I mean, are they genuinely trying to sacrifice like poor people? Is that what's happening? I read this. I cannot confirm it, but I basically saw someone basically say, sorry if I get this wrong. Um, because he's saying these are now allowed to be open now, if these businesses shut down, mm-hmm. the owners are responsible for like paying unemployment, not the state. Yeah. They're doing it for economic reasons so that the so Brian Kemp doesn't have to pay out like 
unemployment stuff or whatever. Because then it looks like his government's doing bad. I've heard that too. And it's so nefarious that I, at this point, will not allow myself to think that. Oh, really? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, so Republican playbook. I I don't think it's wrong, but it's like one of those things, like, if I dwell on it too long, it Mm. makes me so angry, and I have to go on, like, living and caring for (laughs) my dog and eating meals. Like, I can't just sit and stew in how fucking nefarious that is. And again, this is not a state in Georgia. It's not a state where the the sicknesses and deaths have gone down even a bit. I mean, it's they're only on the uphill part of whatever the curve is, and it's only going to get worse. There was a a press release today that they're like, oh, apparently COVID might be causing strokes in like younger adults, like in their 30s and 40s. So we're still learning new shit about this disease, and everyone's like, well, I guess we got that. Like everybody back to uh back to getting your nails done. Let's go for a swim. (laughs) (laughs) I what was the analogy? Maybe we said this last week. Uh, opening up these stores in like a state where you shouldn't, where everyone should be on lockdown. That's like <laughs> peeing in one thing. Like this is the, you can pee in this section of the yep. pool. Yep, like, yep, yep. no, it still affects everybody else. Stop it. <laughs> um, I uh, saw God. I know I'm only talking about my weird uh, local Facebook groups, but that's all I'm doing anymore because my brain just is running them. from inside. <laughs> um, but somebody put up this map, like of the state of Illinois county by county and like the number of cases in each in each yes. county and it's like cook count like cook county in chicago land so like cook county kendall county kane all the ones around chicago yeah, all the ones immediately around chicago they're responsible for like you know they, they make 90 percent or whatever of, yeah. of covid cases and yet we have to shut the whole state down and i <laughs> i found a population density map and it turns out when you compare those, they're fucking identical because it totally makes sense that the less populous cities down south in Illinois have fewer cases because there's fewer human beings living there. <laughs> and that's just how math works. <laughs> and you think no one travels within county lines or something like? Ugh. Yeah, no, everybody stays put in there. No, they're not going to because you're going to open the fucking country back up. And like, I don't know. I don't need yeah. Carbondale to open back up. I'm not concerned about it <laughs> i will say this i i feel very grateful and lucky that my entire state is overrun with democrats right now at state mm-hmm. level uh even if you don't love everything it's like oh they're listening to scientists yeah. and like we can judge them on reasonable things instead of oh injecting bleach into your body so like fucking bad. that's what's going on in bizarro world that we live in but at least in the state it's like oh we can judge whether they should you know open up a few things here and there which that's a that's a normal political debate we should be having not right. necessarily it's not crazy town debates Hey, why do I know the city of Carbondale? I just double checked to make sure that was SI- in Southern Illinois. I mean, yeah, SIU is there, right? Southern oh, Illinois. SIU. There's a college there. I just came up with it and I was like, is Carbondale even you made in up Southern the city. Illinois? I didn't make it up. I just knew a Carbondale <laughs> existing. Let's anyway. do you want do you want happy news? I got happy news. Uh, I don't know if my heart can handle happiness. It's really it's somewhat happy news. Here's okay. the backdrop. Scotland is one of the 
still like 60 some nations that has a blasphemy law. Um, really? Yeah. I was just I w- to say how much I love Scotland. Yeah. They have a blasphemy law. It's almost never been used. The last time anyone got prosecuted for it was 1843. Ooh. It's been a long time. But in the books, there was a law that says if you blaspheme, you could get a fine or imprisonment or both. Um, and so there's long been this thing, like, we don't need a blasphemy law. No free country should be allowed to punish someone because maybe they offended someone on the basis of religion. Um, the Humanist Society Scotland has been on, like, a five-year campaign to change this. And yesterday, there was a new hate crimes bill that was proposed by the parliament, basically modernizing their code to include groups that weren't included the last time it was written basically it's a, it's one of these not controversial in normal countries sort mm-hmm. of thing and one of the things that is in this bill it says abolition of the offense of blasphemy they're going to get rid of that law and the government even said on its website why are we including this in the law because it quote no longer reflects the kind of society in which we live and so this is one of these bills that is almost certainly going to pass. It's not like sure. they have a crazy right wing to overturn it. Mm-hmm. Um, 68 countries where blasphemy is still a crime. It will be down to 67, but at least they're the, one of the countries that's getting rid of it is one of those westernized ones where you kind yeah. of expect there not to be a blasphemy law. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the UK North, uh, sorry, whatever you want to call it, the Northern Ireland still has a blasphemy law, but they're also being pressured to get rid of it everyone else in that area has but good smart yeah, yay um there was one other story i wanted to bring up here which started getting some press today so maybe you'll see it over the weekend here's the background for this um in new york there is the fort drum army base army bases are all over the country that's not a weird thing and there is an official facebook page for the 10th mountain division sustainment brigade Whatever that is, sorry, don't know. But it's the official page for this branch of the military. They post mm-hmm. military type of stuff. There is also a separate Facebook page for like the Fort Drum Chaplaincy, which is also fine. There are chaplains in the military. They don't have atheist chaplains or humanist chaplains. That's a different right. story. But okay, there's a chaplaincy. They were The chaplains on the base were preaching Christianity and posting those videos on the military's official Fort Drum page. Okay. That's a problem because those videos are like, come to Jesus. Jesus is good. They're quoting the Bible. They're saying our faith as if there's only one for the military. Sure. So you, you, I, you get the idea that all these videos are a problem. So the Military Religious Freedom Foundation Uh, run by Mikey Weinstein, sent a letter to the leaders there saying you can't have those videos on that page because it suggests the military is promoting Christianity. That's not okay. He also said eight clients of his, basically eight soldiers who were stationed at Fort Drum, informed him about this, and he's acting on their behalf, half of whom, he said, are practicing Christians. Okay. So, okay, we're talking like four of these people are Christians, and they're like, you shouldn't be doing this. And what did the uh, leadership at Fort Drum do? They basically responded and said, oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we shouldn't have done that. We'll take those videos down. So okay. they did. End of story. Very, like, 
quick and good and like, good. Uh, you, you understood the problem. You fixed it. Should have done it beforehand, but okay. You fixed the yeah, problem. We'll good. After that, uh, here's what's happened today. First Liberty Institute, another one of these Christian right legal groups. Uh, Mike Barry is the lawyer for them. He said he was shocked to learn what the mili- the Fort Drum people did. He said, at a time when our nation is hurting and many feel hopeless, why on earth would Mikey Weinstein attack prayer? Which is not at all what he did. Um, so that's one thing. I believe Franklin Graham, uh, who has like seven gajillion followers on Facebook, also put out a thing saying like this anti-religious group mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. coming after Christian faith like nope no one's stopping you from praying no one's stopping anyone from being christian this was no, a different issue entirely that's but again where you're wrong uh i personally am going into everybody's home <laughs> and it says new york or texas i don't know uh, why those- this one's new york upstate new, new york. york okay yep. I don't know why I had text. Uh, Northern, Northern New York, I should say. Yep. Um, yeah. So um, I personally am driving to upstate New York yep, and yep. Um, just barging in to people's homes. Yep. As one and, does. And if they're praying, I like, <laughs> I slap their hands. <laughs> that, and is I think, they, oh, that is what they. That is what they. in upstate New York. Everybody knows that. <laughs> that is what they think we do. Um, again. Uh-huh. I'm being honest. <laughs> you can't keep six feet distance when you're slapping a Bible out of someone's hand. Oh, you don't know how long these arms are. Look at this. Yeah, look, look at that. Frame. <laughs> uh, religious. <laughs> again, we've said this before. Religious neutrality. The Christian right thinks religious neutrality is anti-Christian. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, they're complaining about it, which means it'll get more play on like the Fox conservative wing of the nutbags this weekend. But that was the thing. Uh, I. I don't know. Uh, what else uh, you got? I've, I've got a couple. Um, so do you remember, oof, I've been practicing saying this. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Ooh, I think I got that in one. Very bud. nice. Aren't you proud of me? That was like syllables. I know. Um, and I, I want to be clear. We did that in one take. That wasn't like a 13 <laughs> take thing that we I put it. together each syllable by hand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even say it. Haven't just had to go through every episode yep. and wait for me to say this. So that was long. the hot new drug for crazy people earlier <laughs> this week. Yeah. So a few, I don't know, weeks ago, months, years, a time has no meaning anymore. But Trump yeah. was talking about hydroxychloroquine. Uh-huh. God, fucking two for two. Um, <laughs> as a po- It's a malaria drug. And he touted it as a possible uh, cure for COVID. He did this with from what anybody can tell no proof or evidence or research just pulled it out of his ass as always uh, i know i i I plug this podcast a lot but check out sawbones has a few sawbones is a medical history podcast it's like a comedy thing they've done a lot more contemporary episodes for reasons um but they have a good episode about hydroxychloroquine i'm so good at this um because it's she uh, Sydney McElroy, she's a, a physician, and she talks about the the uh, foundation of all these malaria drugs and how hard it was to find them and how they have a really I think it's the malaria drugs that have a really small because the of, patients of need it, the actual patients need it, and they can't get it because Trump is like it'll cure COVID. And- no, but even when they were like discovering how this oh. shit worked, they really had a hard time like figuring out exactly what it was that worked. Anyway, all okay. that stage, listen to that. Cool. Um, so, so why 
without anything. Yeah. Um, so I think at least one person died from from ingesting it. Saying um, she heard but, about it on Fox News or he heard yeah. about it on Fox? Um, but then, uh, so as scientists want to do, science, uh, there was a study of 368 U.S. veterans who had uh, tested positive for COVID, which 368 is a very small sample size, but like, whatever, it's, it's better than nothing. So um, what they said was, um, for those vets who were tested positive for COVID across around the United States, um, 11% of those people died f- while just getting routine care for COVID. Okay. Guess what the percentage is of people who died when they got hydroxychloroquine plus the usual care? How many? 28%. Yeesh. So uh, 22% of those getting the drug, getting that drug plus, oof, azithromycin also died. Um, The difference between that group and and the other one was not large enough to rule out other factors. Um, And finally, hydroxychloroquine made no difference in the need for breathing machines. So in a a very small study and we're so Trump pulled something out of his ass. People listened Mm -hmm. and it hurt them. They did an actual Mm -hmm. study and found, nope, it actually doesn't help in this Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and then the whole conservative media world just moved on like it never happened. Oh, they're so good at that. Oh, they're so good at radio silence. Um, and then I have, do you have any more? I've just got one last one. Oh no, I have two more. You got one. Go pick your favorite. Okay. Uh Um, so, um, let's talk about Pat Robertson for a second. A friend of the show, host of the 700 club. Um, he was, uh, hosting one of his cool shows on the Christian broadcasting network and his co-host read a question from from a viewer, and it went like this. Quote, last week you were talking about COVID-19. How can God heal our land and forgive the sins when abortion and same-sex marriage are laws and many people are anti-Israel? Doesn't this present, prevent his healing and forgiveness? And I'm just going to go ahead and... Correct answer would be, nope, has nothing to do with it. No, sir, you sound delusional. You're uh-huh. talking to ghosts again. Uh, Robertson said, quote, You know, I think you put your finger on something very important. We are not turning when we have done terrible things. We have broken the covenant that God made with humankind. We have violated his covenant. We have taken the life of the innocent, slaughtered them by the tens of millions, children made in the image of God, and we've abused the poor. I mean, we've allowed allowed this terrible plague to spread throughout our society. Oh, shit, that's some broken clock spotting. Good job, Pat Robertson. (laughs) Uh, That was editorializing. That wasn't him. Uh, and it's a small wonder God would hold us guilty. But the answer is, you know, confess your sins and forsake them. Then he heals the land. It's not before. You're right. So so if I have this right, he's blaming same-sex marriage, gay, same-sex marriage and, abortion. and abortion and foreign policy on Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's what causes COVID-19. Yeah. God is sent. It's what's weird to me is like, OK, the gist of what he's trying to say is we are all sinners and God is upset that we are sinners so he sends plagues upon us but they always narrow out the sins that coincide with whatever like the conservative party platform is it's never gluttony no no it's never anything else when they has up to god and god is like yeah i am i'm killing tens of thousands of people because i'm really mad that two dudes can get married i'm so mad about it i'm gonna kill y'all 
here's the virus go mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's a that mess. sounds about right everything's the worst but you know what the catholic the christians say like never <laughs> let a crisis go past you know pass without taking full advantage of it yes i'm um, good that's enough heartbreak for one week yeah um where do we find you? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, and uh, if you're interested, if you have a little downtime, um, my husband and I are doing this sort of bonus series on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash friendly podcast, where we are watching a bunch of movies about people being trapped together and then recording a podcast about them. It's genuinely been a whole lot of fun to record. We just, I think it's probably excuse me, probably going to be posted by the time this goes up. But we, independently of this, we were rewatching Lost. And so we did a podcast on the first series, uh, the first season of Lost. And it was like, which was a great season. It was. When's the last time you saw it? I watched, I was obsessed with Lost when it aired. Uh And I, nope. I feel the same way Game of Thrones people feel about that show now. So, uh, yeah, so both Mikey and I watched it when it first came out and then bailed on it after maybe season four. Neither of us can quite what? remember. Mm-hmm. What? Because it got How do you... real bad. Well, also I was in college. I no. was busy. No, 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 oh no, no. Oh, my no. God. No, no, no. Um. Anyway. It so... only got bad in the last, like, five minutes of the last episode. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's it. Never watching TV again. <laughs> Regardless... And I stuck to that, by the way. <laughs> no. I'm not watching anything unless I know the entire series is good. <laughs> and you know what? For Game of Thrones, I was right. Didn't get into that shit, and it I was proven right by everybody. Yeah, the last season of Game of Thrones was a real, like, crime of screenwriting and storytelling. <laughs> but there's a lot of good shit in Game of Thrones. But anyway, Mikey and I watched the first season. We're a couple episodes into season two. Um and just genuinely talked about it for two fucking hours like we could not we kept saying like okay like we have to go to bed and we're like but what about sawyer by the way the sawyer (laughs) character would not fly in 2020 oh yeah does not work um so yeah we've been doing that we watched um the movie identity recently watched the people under the stairs um um alien we watch so it's just it's been a lot of fun it's like just been a little project that he and i've been doing to keep ourselves sane if you're a dollar, three dollar Patreon subscriber, you yeah. get all those episodes. And I will soon be starting my Peppa Pig podcast for the exact same reason, because that's <laughs> all I've been watching. I swear for to the past. God, if you started a podcast about anything with your daughter, I would. Oh, my God. Totally listen to it. No, I get it every day live. And it's I've I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, Where can we find you online? Uh, I'm at Hemant Meta. Go to Patreon and FriendlyAtheist.com. Cool. Yeah, email us FriendlyAtheist.com if you have questions, concerns. FriendlyAtheistPodcast.com. Yep. I have, to read, a, I have to read a uh, oh, five-star review. Five star go, review. go. You, you better find it I do this. fast. I'm finding it. Hold um, on. Shows. While we are doing this, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that was going on this week. There were stories I skipped, but uh, <laughs> there were many stories I skipped. Is, one star, one host, too many. Five stars for Hemet, negative four stars for Jess's shrillness and over the top laughter. <laughs> I got bored. I wrote a review for us. You You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. Um, 
let's see this pod okay love this cast uh five stars the goodest reviewer is their handle this podcast is Aww. loads of fun Hammett and jessica are awesome and keep me up to date on religious overreach in politics and society couldn't recommend it more keep doing what you're doing also side note jessica voice kind of reminds me of carrie poppy oh thank Aww, you that's high praise that is high praise I'm obsessed with the fact that the most recent one was a one-star review and once again dunking on my voice. It's so good and predictable. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, Hemant. We'll see you next week. Take care. Stay sane, bud. Bye. Bye.